You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. Not with me is Wheels Wieneker, and I'm going to explain why that's ridiculous, because all he did all day was brag on the three other podcast episodes we recorded and to friends in chats and things like that, and maybe in the 32 Fans patron chat. Oh, I'm recording four episodes today. I'm recording four episodes today. And now here it is for episode number four. And granted, I'm a few minutes late, so I was recording another podcast, but uh, Akiva is nowhere to be seen. He's been offline for an hour, so he probably went to sleep, which is too bad because we're discussing a very interesting team and a very good team, uh, a team that I'm not a fan of, unfortunately, but we do have a fan of that team here. It's uh, the Green Bay Packers and back at least for the second year in a row, Zach Richler. Zach, is this your second year talking Packers on the podcast? Second year in a row, third time overall. I think uh, I did okay. three or four years oh, ago. Non-consecutive. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we have the Packers ranked seven overall. But there's a little bit of a discrepancy. Uh, Akiva has them all the way up at three, and I have them at nine. So uh, is nine too low? Am I just a hater, or a stupid Vikings fan, uh, or is three too high for Akiva? Or what, what do you think about that? Or a seven, think, where we have the average? Is that the correct spot? <laughs> I'd say myself, I haven't done a ranking, but I'd have it like five or six. I think three seems really high, especially with like the Chiefs and the Chargers and the Bucks and everything. But nine seems way too low. Who, like, who do you have ahead of them? I guess you'll find out later, but yeah, well, yeah, I mean, all the podcast episodes that you've already listened to, <laughs> I, I, I have the Cowboys at eight and the Ravens at seven. And wow. Then, yeah. I don't see the Cowboys at all, but okay. I guess we yeah. get into it. And then, and then the other teams are the, uh, the, the six teams that we have yet to do. So yeah, that makes um, sense. Okay. But by process of the you can figure out who they are since, uh, since you've listened to 27 other episodes now, of course, yeah, I'd have, I'd have them five or six, I think off the top of my head. So, yeah. So, I mean, here's look, look on the one hand, you can say like Aaron Rodgers in the offense, they, they looked very bad in week one, obviously blow out 38 to three loss to New Orleans. And they looked very bad in the playoff loss at San Francisco as the one seed. But, but, but in between those two games, Rodgers was the MVP for the second year in a row. And, you know, all was fine. He's, uh, you know, he, he's back. He's signing a big contract. He's taking ayahuasca. And then right after he signs that big contract, Devontae Adams is gone. And yeah. the, the shelf behind him looks very bare. The Packers had two first round picks passed on wide receivers with both. So are, are, do you not? That's sort of like the big narrative this offseason is who's he going to throw to? Are you concerned about that or you think, no, it's Aaron Rodgers. We're fine. Yeah, um, I, I'm concerned about it. Like looking, I was doing a little bit more on the depth chart. It does does kind of suck right now, but I'm um, Rogers and Lafleur. They're they're really good. Lafleur's got a good scheme. They should be able to figure it out. Uh, I was 
shocked when when Adams left. I thought as soon as Rogers signed, they were going to bring back Adams for sure. And then they just kind of didn't really do much after he left. They didn't really seem to have a plan B. They did draft uh, what like trade up in the second round with the Vikings. Got the seventh wide receiver, so the first guy after first round. Christian Watson, he seems a little bit more like a project. Like he hasn't been playing much at this point in training camp. Just got off the reserve. Um, not expecting huge things from this year. Dobbs has been the uh, story in training camp so far, the fourth round rookie. Uh, Rogers has been talking up a little bit. Uh, he's been playing well, had first good first game, but it seems like they are just gonna, at least for the start of the season, roll out with Alan Lazard, Sammy Watkins, and Randall Cobb. Hope Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins still something, and then just. Just try and get through it, uh, lean on the running game, lean on uh, Rodgers and LeFleur to scheme things up and figure it out. Yeah, Alan Lazard, of course, a future Hall of Famer, as Roger said. Um, <laughs> what, you know, a couple of years ago on this podcast, obviously, I uh, I went on a uh, anti-Rodgers rant in the preseason, which uh, yeah. I said, you know, the team should be built around the defense and the running game. And then that's what they understood with with their draft picks. And, you know, when Jordan Love and, you know, Rodgers is, is, is not the future here. Um I mean, at this point, can we say that like the first round pick of Jordan Love was a waste because it's at least two seasons in. He's not going to have played um, at least for another season or one after that. I mean, the Packers hope so. I, I, you know, he's not going to get on the field. Uh, what are they? Uh, is he a tradable asset or has he not proven anything on tape to be able to draw any kind of, you know, return? Yeah, like this is I think this is your three now year four year three yeah uh he's not going to play again this year rogers contract the way it's structured seems like he's here for at least three more years they got to make their decision on 50 year option this year i can't see them picking them up so he, he's around for one more years backup and then and then yeah I, I don't know what they do with him at this point can't keep him past to a second contract i don't i don't even know what that would look like you'd think he would want that so I don't know if maybe they can get a, like a fifth or a fourth for him at some point, but they kind of seem secure and just letting him grow and develop and being a backup there if they ever need it. Yeah. And I mean, you know, R- Rogers is, is 39. We can't just, you know, assume, oh, he's going to be here for the next three years. He's going to be fine. Like, you know, in, in when Peyton Manning was 38, he was, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the league. And then when he was 39, he hit a cliff and was terrible. Although he managed to win a, a ring that year, thanks to defense and a running game. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, calling for a downturn for the back-to-back MVP is sacrilegious, but like, you know, just because Tom Brady has done it, we can't assume guys are going to chug along until they approach 40. Like that's just, that's not really, you know, what, what, what anyone crazy. has ever done. Yeah. It does seem crazy, but I think Rogers, especially the last few years, he's really, as much as he's been kind of weird off the field, he's really focused on keeping his body healthy and really taking care of it. Much like Brady did. What, one of the comps I've seen from some Packers fans on the internet is John Elway who, you know, sort of similarly yeah. r- rode like an elite running game and defense for championships yeah. in his final two seasons. Um, and was better than paint was in his final season. You know, he, he wasn't the John, the prime John Elway, but he was still obviously good enough to help win. So like, you know, again, a couple of years ago when I said, Oh, the Packers are building around their defense in the running game. Like maybe that is kind of true. Now I was just a couple of years. I was just two MVP years off. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what the team is this year. Like, I guess the comparison to Peyton Manning, like Manning did have more injury concerns later in his, yeah. year. like he had the neck injury and everything too. He lost, he lost some, power on his throwing sure. and kind of dipped yeah. off. We haven't seen any evidence of that from Rogers yet. Definitely not. Uh, yeah. but yeah, definitely with LaFleur and, and, and Beauty, they've they want to focus on their own game of defense. Uh it's the the running backs are very good. The offensive line hopefully is getting healthy this year. It was really beat up last year. Um and the defense they've really focused on that. They've got 
stars all over the defense. There's people saying they should be one of the top defenses in the league if everything breaks right. They haven't had top decent defense since the top ten defense, I think, since twenty ten, so the Super Bowl year. Thank you. Do do you have concern about the you know how how bad Rodgers and the offense looked against against San Francisco the last time you saw him on the field, or do you write it off as just you know uh, just one game small sample size? Um, I, I hope it's one game small sample size. They made some weird decisions in that game. Uh, the left tackle they had all season the, it was the third string left tackle Nijman. He was playing left tackle all season, and then for the playoff game, decided to move Billy Turner over from the right side to the left side for whatever reason. He had a bad game. 49ers defense is really good. They have that really strong line. They were getting pressure all day with four, which is where Rodgers and the, and the team can kind of struggle, struggle, right? When everybody can just sit back and, and they get pressure on Rodgers and nobody's getting open. It was, it was a really weird game. Uh, it felt like Rodgers kind of lost trust in everybody but Devontae Adams at some point. I was focused in on him almost too much, especially on that last drive. There's some good screenshots or good replays. Other receivers wide open, they're just ignoring. But yeah, it's hopefully they, I'm sure LaFleur studied that game nonstop and is, is figuring some stuff out and they get some players back. And the, like like I said, the line hopefully gets healthy. It should be better this year. They had their center for six games last year. Elton Jenkins missed eight games. Uh, Bakhtiari missed all last season. Hopefully he's back this year. It's Well, but he's he's headed for a third surgery. Yeah, well, he's like, had that, I think. Yeah, he's, I mean, but like we, I mean, it's legitimate to wonder if he'll ever play again, which is crazy because to me, he was no. like a like a no question headed to the Hall of Fame a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's now what twenty months since he tore his ACL and he's still not back. The last I read on it, he says the knee's fine. It's other stuff going on now, and it just seems a mystery. I can't believe he's not back. Elton yeah, they, Jenkins, the well, guy who's they lost, right they lost Lucas Patrick, their guard, also. So, but you don't really have too much concerns about the line, really. No, Lucas Patrick, like they drafted two young guys last year who the center and the and the right guard. Uh, they played all the season as rookies and had good seasons. They've added a third and fourth round pick in, on the line this year to bolster it up. Uh, they got a third year player at the left guard. The line, besides David Bakhtiari, that's a question mark to me. Uh, Elton Jenkins is going to kick out to right tackle this year. He filled in at left tackle last year and was super good for uh, building for Bakhtiari. He's coming off an ACL tear as well, but he's already off the pop list and practicing only nine months after his tear. So I think he'll be back, maybe not for game one, but in the first month or two of the season. They, they've been, they've spent a lot of resources in the mid rounds, bolstering their line. They've got a really good line coach and they made it work last year. They had one of the better lines in the league last year and three of the guys missed at least half the season. You know, go, going back to the, to Rogers struggles against San Francisco again for a second. Uh, my dad, who uh, is also a, it bears mentioning, also a Vikings fan, he insisted to me a few weeks ago in like this Vikings chat that we're in this group chat. He's like, uh, Rogers is never good in the playoffs. And I said, that's absolute bullshit. And he's like, no, yeah. everybody says that. And then he sent me some articles that say that, but, um, you know, from some like hot take artists. And then I told him, like I showed him the stats. I'm like, yes, he has had bad games in the playoffs, but overall, and you know, for what it's worth, I have him ranked on my ranking as the seventh best uh, playoff quarterback of all time. Yeah, and, I think I I saw these articles uh, last year just before the playoff game. I think I was ranting about them in the Patreon chat, uh, going off like your team, even in his bad games, they're still they're still scoring decent five points. I think this is his first game under 20 points in a playoff game. Like even when he has bad games, he's still putting up enough points that in theory you're in the game. You should be able to pull some of them out. The defense is letting them down more often than not. Yeah. Also and, had a few unlucky breaks. 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with that. He's 11 and 10 in the playoffs in his 21 starts. And so that's what people point to. And Peyton Manning uh, was 14 and 13 in his playoff starts. So very similar record um, and, and got similarly criticized when it was not his fault. You know, I mean, like, you know, that first year in Denver, they go 13 and three and then they give up an 80 yard bomb at the end of the game. And then they end up losing in overtime. You know, they score what 35 points or 20. Like, you know, There's, they certainly did enough. A couple of years back, Rogers um, last minute drives tied the game, put it into overtime, and never saw the ball in overtime. That happened, uh, that Seattle game, that crazy collapse in the conference finals. Yeah. Did get the ball back in the end of the game and got in the field goal range, forced into overtime. Didn't see the ball after in overtime. Next year in Arizona, same thing. He hits that Hail Mary to Jeff Janis, goes to overtime. First play of the game after overtime is Larry Fitzgerald getting like down to the two-yard line. It's He doesn't. He's, he's he's had a couple of lucky, unlucky breaks. Yeah, now to be fair, he did not do very much for the first 59 minutes of like that Arizona game, for example. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was one of his weaker games, but he still had the team in position at the end there. Yeah. Like, um, uh, you know, it, it, the playoff wrap is a bit unfair on Rodgers. He he's definitely had some unlucky breaks. He's had some like this, this last game was a bad game. I thought this loss against the 49ers was pretty much all on him. That special teams play was always going to happen. <laughs> How bad the special teams was last year, but like only ten points versus the 49ers and not getting anything going all day. And the defense is playing lights out was not great. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, we, I mentioned Elway before. Elway's career playoff record was seven and seven until those fi- <laughs> final two Super Bowls, and then yeah. all of a sudden went to fourteen and uh, seven. And, and that's, and that's look, a thing. Right? And that's like, much better. Yeah, you know. You, you, like most years, you're going one and one, especially if you're getting one of those two. Well, yeah. well, the Packers have had a lot of zero and one years when they had a buy, and then so <laughs> yeah, to yeah the those Giants buys don't and, yeah. count. But you're playing like right in the conference championships or the division round right away, right? Yeah, um, not many I, games to bank wins against. <laughs> is there, you know, other than other than Rogers getting the big contract, the Packers didn't bring anyone else in who's making even two million dollars. So you know, really, no money spent anywhere else. Uh, brought in Jaron Reed on the defense. Is he not making that much? I thought he's a decent pickup, but yeah, they've most most of their money's tied up in their players that they've drafted and developed. <laughs> yeah. So, is there any position that you think is going to be an improvement on last season? And again, they were the one seed last season, so maybe they don't. An need improvement, but... uh, definitely a defensive line. Uh, they've that's that's where they made their huge improvement on the defensive side. They brought in Jaron Reed from Seattle, I think, uh, shore up the run game. That was the huge weakness on the defense last year, the run game. They added Devontae Riot with their first first pick, sorry, their second pick in the first round. Uh, and they added the defensive line, huge weakness last few years, and it looks like it might be a strength this year. Yeah, obviously, Zadarius Smith um, leaves to go to the Vikings, but he was injured last year. So, yeah, you know, losing him doesn't have an impact, a net impact on the 2022 Packers versus 2021. Yeah. Um, th- does it hurt or annoy you at all to see him come to Minnesota, or are you used to it with a lot of... Uh, you know, guys who have put the team on the back and then ended up in Minnesota. Yeah, later he's on. been he's been a little corny on uh, social media, yeah. really going full skull and all, and leading the chant and everything, and saying like. Well, he's not. Favre was the worst, I think, from a Packers fan's perspective, right? Yeah, yeah, Favre for for sure. At least he yeah. had the stop in between. He wasn't a direct direct yeah. there, but Ryan like, Longwell, you, know, you didn't you didn't care about too much. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Just a kicker. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Zedarius, I, I, I guess I don't know what your expectations are for him, but. Hopefully he's healthy. I did like him as a player. He's a lot of fun, good locker room guy. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, for for him and Daniel Hunter, it's really more a question of health than anything else. Because yeah. the the stats of the Vikings defense with Hunter on and off the field the last couple of years are extreme. 
um, alone. And so hopefully, you know, the two of them yeah. will work out. And Rashawn Gary really took the opportunity last year as a dare you say, had a, had a really good year. Yeah. He hasn't got the sack numbers yet. He only had nine and a half last year, but like in all those pass rush win rates and everything, he's really good. Should be a good sack here this year. Just convert them a little bit. And, uh, he's, the- he's seemed to take a step again this year in camp. Let's go back to the offense for a second. Does sure. the loss of Hackett concern you at all, or Lafleur and Rogers are have got it covered? I think Lafleur and Rogers have that covered. Hackett Hackett seemed to be more like a motivational guy. I uh, really get the group together, rah rah guy, and, and the scheme. I, my understanding, the scheme is pretty much a hundred percent Lafleur and Rogers working together. So, what so, do you think then about Hackett in Denver? He's a good player coach. Like the players did love him. Uh, Rogers loved him a lot. Like. I think he can get that team going. Um, is he going to let Russ cook, or who, who, who? I think so, probably. Uh, I think like he he will bring the scheme over, and he will. He hasn't played. He hasn't called play, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in Denver. So, yeah, well, I have a similar yeah. situation because uh, yeah, o- O'Connell, O'Connell was under McVeigh, but didn't actually call plays. So yeah, so yeah. It, it's, it'll be interesting to see how they differ from the their coaches. That like, does he copy like copy the first playbook, and does O'Connell take McVeigh stuff, or does he does his own wrinkle on it and does it work? Yeah. And oh, in the preseason, the Vikings look very similar to the Rams. So in a good way. But yeah. yeah. Um, and then in addition to Devante, who we discussed, obviously, they also lost MVS. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly big money in Kansas City, which I don't really understand because like you can't argue, well, now he has Mahomes story to him because he had Rogers story to him and, and he was, you know, kind of a disappointment. And part of it was health just for him and Lazard also. But I, yeah, I, I guess really this. Have- I guess this goes back to like, I didn't really feel like they had a plan after Devontae left. Like I thought as soon as that happens, like, okay, well then I guess they will bring back MVS on a one-year prove it deal. Like the deal he signed in KC, they had the space for it. They could have went after uh, AJ Brown or get in that mix or Debo if he truly wanted out or sign some of the other mid-tier guys like, I don't know, DJ Chark or some of those other ones that moved around or Juju even, the Chiefs picked up Juju. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs got him for nothing, yeah. Yeah, they're gonna they gonna roll with Sammy Watkins and Randall Cobb, two old guys, and hope they have something left and Randall hopefully the develop fast enough. Yeah, seems seems strange, but I, I mean, the other it, thing they do. Tell they me get a Tanya team back. Tell me a team that has a worse receiver room than the Packers right now. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> I can't okay. really. I don't know the rest, but yeah. I mean. <sighs> No, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I agree with you. I mean, well, okay. So Lazard has has never had more than 40 catches in a season. Yeah. His his career high is 513 yards. The Sammy Watkins, you know, has failed in multiple locations with multiple excellent quarterbacks. Randall Cobb is a zillion years old, and then it's all day two and day three draft picks. And right. you know, Christian Watson or one of these guys might emerge, but like you know, North Dakota State second round pick is not necessarily imply an immediate star. And yeah. you know. Darnell yeah, Mooney, I think, is better than any of these receivers. Uh, you know, in he Chicago. might be better, but like their their second receiver is St. Brown, EQ St. Brown, right? Like that guy was a practice squatter here last year. But but he's, who? Well, they have Jones, a rookie, but um, draft pick. But yeah. I mean, but who who is your second receiver? Like <laughs> it might Watkins be equated to St. Brown. He's still in Green Bay. Like yeah, Chicago's yeah, is pretty bad. Also, yeah. Yeah, I haven't. I don't know the rest of the team, so that was the one that came to mind immediately. But yeah, it's it's not looking good on paper to start. So you need one of the rookies to hit for sure. Uh, the tight ends, they get Tanyan back. He'll be used in the passing game again. And yeah. uh, DeGuara, the third round pick a couple of years ago, they're hoping big things for him too. But he keeps on getting injured. Is Lazard going to be the guy to lead this team in catches and receiving yards this year? Do you think? 
might be Aaron Jones. Might be Aaron, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. You think it's Aaron Jones? Out of the backfield. Yeah, he he might be the he might be the guy that leads the team. Draft in your PPR leagues, you're saying? Yeah. So like, so who who will be the leader among the receivers? Among the receivers, it's it's Lazard. Okay. Because like I th- When's the last time the Packers did not have a top 10 fantasy receiver, for example? Years, years. Uh, it's always been Adams, and then before that, Nelson, and then... Yeah, and, and before and, that, I mean, Greg Jennings and, and yeah Donald Driver. I mean, these guys, they yeah. whether or not they were superstars, having Favre and Rogers throw to you, somebody would be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I don't think there's anybody that has that potential to be top 10 fantasy guy. Like They're really going to spread the ball around, and everybody's going to take their turns. Or Jair Alexander and and Rasul Douglas just destroying these guys in in, in practice or what's yes happening? definitely and Romeo and that and uh, yeah they to, they totally are Rasul is talking to a shit ton of trash uh, Jair he sat out one practice and then he watched uh, Romeo Dobbs go off in that practice so he came back the next day to teach the the rookie a lesson uh, and was shut him down uh, the defense definitely in camp has been all over the offense. Are you concerned at all about the special teams last year? You know, arguably the worst in the league certainly screwed them in the playoff loss. Uh, Rich Basakia is here now. New yeah, special they, teams they, coach. Added, they brought in Basakia, which is going to be, I, I have high expectations for him. Like he seems, he seems like all the players love him. They want to work yeah, hard for him. I mean, he, you can't criticize what he did in Las Vegas. Vegas. The, the thing they're going to do on special teams is uh, I, I saw the stat in the playoffs last year. Packers have the least amount of starters on their special teams. Like they don't use their starters at all. Any of their starting linemen, like at all last year, right? So it's all the second stringers, all the third stringers playing teams and they just were getting run over. The the Raiders on the other hand of the playoff teams last year, they were the team that used their starters the most. So they were using their, their guys. And I don't know if that means anything. That means probably more of the offensive linemen, the defensive linemen, they're blocking. That's really where the Packers had issues. They were just, they couldn't block a field goal or a punt to save their lives. So leave the starting line out there, like block these guys up. Uh, that, that's going to be the big change. They they kept, they're keeping Crosby, it sounds like, although he's hurt right now. He had his worst year of his career. He's getting older. I was a little surprised they kept him. Um, they have another kicker on, in training camp, but it sounds like it's Crosby's job. They blamed all his misses last year on the holder, <laughs> on the line, not blocking and the holder, not being good. So they brought in a new punter to be the holder and, and hoping that fixes the teams. We'll see what happens. It can't, it has to be better than dead last, right? Yeah. The mean a little bit. I mean, yeah, usually defense and special teams, especially are less correlated year over year. So you would assume yeah. there'd be some progression to the mean, um, you know, I mean, I'll just, the reason that I have this team nine and, and I didn't think that was insulting, although you certainly took it that way. And I think he was way off with three is like, yeah, like the headline is the Packers went 13 and four last year and Rodgers was the MVP, but their Pythag was 10 and a half wins. They were ranked number eight in DVOA. And so eight in DVOA, 10 and a half wins. They're, you know, they're on the edge of the top 10. And then they, you know, they, they lost their best player other than their quarterback. And, you know, they didn't have any, you know, significant additions. And so I just, you know, I think they're a good team. I don't think that they're a great team. And, um, It'll be interesting to see what Rodgers does, uh, you know, in a Devontae Adams less um, offense, right? Like before we heard of Jordy, before Jordy Nelson emerged as like this fantasy star and this guy getting 14 touchdowns a year, like he wasn't particularly well known. And well, so anything's possible. That's all, even Devontae Adams, his first two years, he was sure, doing yeah. nothing. He had huge, like that's that's been this team. They've always drafted receivers in the second, fourth round and 
giving them a couple years to develop and then they, but they don't really have that time yeah, now they don't have with, the time yeah. right now yeah that's the problem i mean rogers is 39 how do you define a successful season like a rogers mvp is old hat that doesn't mean anything a dozen wins again doesn't mean anything is it like is it ring or bust pretty much at this point at least get to the super bowl like last year's a huge disappointment not even making the championship game they were in the championship game the two years before that they got to be at least at a championship game and really got to get to the super bowl to have a decent season at this point so if they, they lose in the nfc championship game this season's a failure uh probably <laughs> like at this point of roger's career and where the team and the expectations are and they've won 39 games the last three years lafleur He's only lower on your guys' coaches' rankings because he hasn't done it in the playoffs. Like that's well, that's for the, the record, he was higher on mine. It was Akiva. Who yeah, <laughs> right. But like, like even in national conversation, that's Lafleur and Rogers. At this point, they've got nothing left but to win Super Bowls, and this is the team they have now, and they got to figure it out. Rogers is MVP. He's had, he's made not, stars that have no name receivers before. Got to get going. But I mean, this team—you can't think this team is closer this year than the last three years when they won 13 games each year. The right. defense is going to be much better. The defense is going to be much better. That's that's what I'm holding my hat on. I do yeah. think uh, they, they've added players there. They've really spent a lot of time there. Last year, uh, they had the new coordinator. It took a little while to get used to, get adjusted under him, and then the back half of the season was getting much better. Playoff game versus the 49ers, they were lights out. They get Jair Alexander back, top three cornerback in the league. Like They, they have the defense to do it. So... The, the NFC is really incredible. Like the 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 Saints win 13, 13, and 12 in three consecutive seasons and you know do not make a single Super Bowl appearance. The Packers overlapping that into last season win 13, 13, 13, yeah. um, you know, with the extra game last year. And again, no Super Bowl appearance at all. And then yeah, you have teams like San Francisco ending up in the Super Bowl. Um, and so let, let let's play some schedule game here. Sure. Uh before we do that. Is there any record that Matt LaFleur's job would become at risk? No, I don't think so. I, they just extended him. It sounded like uh, they gave him an extension, quietly extended him and uh, and Gutekunst and who else? They gave, oh, uh, Russ Ball, their, their cap guru. So he gets uh, in a fight with Rodgers. Rodgers uh, pouts and uh, gets injured and says he's not coming back next year. And the Packers go 6-11 and 11 from my mouth to God's ear. And LaFleur keeps his job still in that circumstance? Yeah, I think so. At least for okay. next year. All right. And, well, and, and then see what happens with love next year in your doomsday scenario. Yeah. Not <laughs> hoping that doesn't happen. Like. All right. Well, let, let's let's jump. Well, I mean, I don't want injury on anybody, of course. Huh? I'm not Anthony yeah. Barr. <laughs> um, let's start in week one uh, at Minnesota. Uh, the late game on Fox, uh, game of the week, Vikings Packers. Yeah, this is. I, I was looking at the lines, and the Packers are favored in this one, which I guess is just like Packers their national team, but. I think the Vikings win this one week one. I think the Packers come out a little flat. The line isn't adjusted yet. Rod, I don't think Rodgers is going to play in the preseason again, just like last year. So I think the Vikings win this one. We'll get, we'll All right. Game. And then um, will it be 38 to three though? Like last year? No, no, no. Okay. no. They're, they're going to do something to it. It won't be that bad, but I think it'll be a close game, but I think the Vikings pull it out. All right. Uh, week two, you come home on Sunday night football to face the bears. And if you don't win this one, I think it might be time for Rodgers to tell people to relax again. <laughs> yeah, no, this is this is an easy win. I think if they do pull off this game and the in the Vikings game, I think they pass the Bears for most wins all time. So that's probably why it's the Sunday night game. But oh, so, but if that yeah, so if that's the case, then they'll certainly have it by the end of the season because the Bears are. Uh, oh, yeah, they'll have it by the end of this year. Yeah, I think they tie Bears with one more win, and then yeah. 
Yeah. But my favorite stat still was from a Vikings Packers Monday night game when I was a kid. This was around 98 or so. And it showed the all time record between the Vikings and the Packers. And it was even. And then they showed the all time number of points scored by each team in like 80 games or whatever. And it was even. And then they showed the all time (laughs) number of yards gained by each team over 80 games. Each team had tens of thousands of yards and they were like 24 yards apart or something just insane and impossible. And unfortunately, Unfortunately, it's uh, no longer the, the Packers have taken yeah. this lead, yeah. um, you know, in the subsequent years, unfortunately. But um, yeah, but at some point it was like sort of eerily close. All right. Uh, week three at Tampa, one and one again, game uh, of the week on Fox. Yeah. At Tampa in the Tampa Heat, they, they dropped that game as well. All right. And then week four, uh, again, yet to play uh, uh, in an early game, uh, you know, the typical time slot noon central in Green Bay. Uh, week four against the Patriots game of the week on CBS. Uh, oh, that's a win. And Lafleur had a comment on that. Uh, on that, uh, every game's late game. I think they only played one early game all season. And Lafleur's comment was, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, if you're a good team, you don't play very many early games, something like that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's not wrong. Um, yeah. all right. And then, uh, week five, you go to your two and two, and you play the Giants. And this game is in London. Is that correct? Yeah, that's the London game. Okay. Uh, that's a win. Yeah, that's a win. And then you come home and face the other New York team, the Jets. Also a win. Okay, yes. Um, uh, nice, nice to get fat on those teams. The Vikings are also playing both. I mean, one one of these games, obviously in London, not not in a Green Bay, but uh, not yeah. not a home game. But the Vikings are playing both the New York teams in Minnesota this year, and it's kind of frustrating. First of all, because my kids really want to go to a Vikings game, and I live right, you know, near the Meadowlands. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah. annoying. Number one, but also it's it's kind of like. The weakest opponents you don't want to waste at home, you know. Yeah, I've had that on the road. Yeah, uh, like the come Bills to New York. Home. Yeah, last time the Vikings were in New York, I got to go to the game and they destroyed the Jets and it was fun. And you know, and then yeah, yeah. and then save the home game for the, the tougher teams and win the divisions you're matched up with, like uh, you know, like the Bills, for example, uh, who you will be traveling to in a couple of weeks. But first, at four and two, you go to Washington in Week Seven. Uh, that's also a win. All right, and the Jets and Washington both early games, obviously. Yeah. Um, all right, so five and two, and then you're back on Sunday Night Football at Buffalo, as I mentioned. The day that's before Thanksgiving, one. there'll be a lot of people think, in costumes. Yeah, I mean, I Halloween, a, excuse me. I think they dropped that one as well. All right. So five and three, and then you're at Detroit for the first time in November. Uh, they beat Detroit. All right. Six and three, and then Packers, Cowboys. Uh, no more Joe Buck for these big Fox games, by the way. I'm going to miss them. Oh, that's that's strange. Yeah. Packers, yeah. Cowboys, they beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Okay, so especially so, McCarthy, they they'll they'll crush McCarthy. All right, so they 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 crush McCarthy. They're up to seven and three, and then short rest they face Tennessee. They've had a little bit of trouble with the last couple times they've played. No, they ran all over Tennessee a couple years back. Oh, they did. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, AJ Dillon's breakout game. I think that's Tennessee. Uh, they beat them again though. I don't. I, right. don't I think Tennessee's gonna be bad this year. All right, so they're up to eight and three, and then Sunday night football again um, after Thanksgiving at Philadelphia. Ooh, that's Sunday night in Philly. I think they drop that one. Okay, so they dropped to eight and four. Eight and four. We're in December. Still no bye week, which maybe is good if you're headed to the playoffs. Uh, At Chicago, do we get a season sweep of the Bears? Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. I have a a friend who's a Bears fan who constantly sends me the Bears Packers rivalry stats, and uh, they're nothing remotely like what I referenced before as the the older Vikings and Packers. I mean, the Packers have so owned this Bears team. It's it's embarrassing. Especially the last 20 years. (laughs) Yeah. Favre and and into Rodgers as well. Yeah. All right. So you're nine and four, very late by, and then a Monday night football game, huge game against the Rams in week 15. Uh, I do have them dropping that one versus the Rams. 
Okay, so that's a big loss because yeah, now you're nine. Yeah, so now you're nine and five. Uh, you go at Miami on Christmas. Uh, they beat Miami. Okay, so you're ten and five. You come home on New Year's to face the Vikings. You lost to the Vikings earlier. What's the Vikings record coming into this game? Because if they're nine and six or better, the Vikings could, uh, you know, uh, take a, a chokehold on the division. Yeah. yeah, I haven't uh, looked at the Vikings schedule, but I think the Vikings are nine and six or ten and five. This game probably is for the division. Mm. And I think the Packers win it at home. Last game of the season, they they take that. Get the well, no, and then, yeah, and then you have Detroit the last game of the season. After. Oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, got the seventeenth game, yeah. yeah, but they win both those games. Okay, so we get to uh, ten and five, 12. eleven and five, and twelve and five. 12, yeah, 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 sounds right. Twelve and five. five. All right, twelve and five. So yeah, you're ta- you're taking the over, but it's uh, you know, yeah. and but again, for you, the regular season doesn't really matter. You have to make the it's Super all Bowl about playoffs otherwise. at this point. Yeah, <laughs> gotta yeah. gotta show up there and clock, make clock some is ticking noise. on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> do you expect him to retire in Green Bay or do you think he'll end, you know, somewhere else at the end of his career? I think at this point he's going to retire in Green Bay. It seems like yeah. all his issues from last year are kind of settled. Uh, he worked through them um, and with LaFleur and Goody. He has more input in the team now, supposedly. Uh, I, I think he's, I think he's in a better place and he stays with the team until he retires. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.